Welcome to the Sycamore Bank Ranger Hour. Super Talk Mississippi 93.7 Spotlight is on Northwest Community College. And you can listen to our live stream at supertalknorthms.com. Just click on the link for the Sycamore Bank Ranger Hour. Here's your host, Gary Darby. Well, good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of North Mississippi Spotlight. We call it the Sycamore Bank Ranger Hour on your Thursday. Now until 10 o'clock, we'll talk all things going on and revolving Northwest Community College. I've got some news items we'll get to here at the top part of things. And then after that, we'll talk with Karen Brown. She is with the Sycamore Arts Council in Senatobia and Tate County. There is... An exhibit coming up starting February 1st we need to talk about, and we'll talk a little bit about the Sycamore Arts Council in general. Karen comes up with us in our first segment of the program, and we'll finish up the back half of the show with the Northwest Community College cheer coach, Brandon Casey. National championship winners again, and we'll get the discussion with him at the back of the program, and then we'll get you ready for what's to come the rest of the day right here on Super Talk Radio 93.7. You know all the ways to get in touch with this show, but I'm going to tell you again. We go on the text message line, and that is 426-1093. 662-426-1093. That's the number to text in. You can go to the Facebook page, North Mississippi Spotlight with Gary Darby. You can reach on Twitter at GDARB65. You can stream us, Alexa. There's right there on your radio at 93.7. So many different things and ways to listen and be a part of this program. Time for that weather forecast from the LitcoMetals.com studio. You know, as I was coming in this morning, I check and it shows cold, but precipitation not likely. And then as I'm dropping off the youngster at school and walking him up towards the building, everyone's talking about getting an alert on their phone about snow. In like 10 to 15 minutes, what? So you look and, okay, there has been frozen precipitation on the radar in North Mississippi. And there was a really large band that was from Water Valley down to Grenada and over into the Mississippi Delta. Now, you know, it's supposed to be done wherever because it's warming up and getting there. Right now we are at freezing or right around freezing in most of this. Super Talk 93.7 listening area. But still, radar is showing on Highway 6 between Oxford and Pontotoc that there could be something frozen falling. Grenada right now has had some kind of frozen material, at least it shows, on the radar for a while. Same with Clarksdale. But it just kind of fades away. And we're not getting any accumulation. We're not got any, you know, let's, let's all run and buy out everything we can from our grocery or convenience stores or whatever it is. But it wasn't expected, and still we get these, what would have been a pop-up shower, right? Instead, it's popping up, the temps are cold, and we've gotten snowfall in some of the areas. Maybe you did see a little snow this morning. We're supposed to get near 50 today, though, okay? High temperature today should be around 50 degrees. Sunshine for most of the day. Clouds do come in tonight. But we're only going to stay around 32 for the overnight low. So where we are right now is what it should feel like when we wake up in the morning. Not going to get much warmer, though, about 42 for tomorrow. And then clear skies and the upper teens find their way in on Saturday morning. 
I just thought it was interesting that we had a little frozen precip showing up on radar. You can text message me and tell me, yo, where I am right now, there's something. Obviously, we're not going to get any accumulation. We're going to 50. It's not going to stay. But I just thought we'd pass it along. Kind of an interesting little thing when people are all abuzz. Like, I just got an alarm on, on my phone, and it says it's about to, a 100% chance of snow here in like 15 minutes. And I don't think, you know, it actually made it to the Oxford area or near the studio here. But some of the rest of you might have witnessed a little flake or two. Let me know if you have it, 662-426-1093. We'll pass it along. Maybe you're seeing it now, 662-426-1093. Or you can just say, please, Gary, don't talk about snow. We're getting everybody anxious. It's not going to be around very long. Temperature is already at 32, going to 50, just what it is. Alan Samuels of Oxford brought that little conversation to you. You can shop online at Alan Samuels. I know you know that. It's Alan Samuels Oxford. Dot com. They're your friend in the car business. Alan Samuels Chrysler, Dodge Jeep Ram. News items of Northwest Community College. Let's get to it. It begins this way. You know, so many times we've talked about the Performing Arts Center on that Northwest campus, and we're going to be talking arts in a moment with, with Karen Brown, and I'm sure I'll mention it then. But Northwest Community College has hired Carrie Goff to be the director of that new Performing Arts Center, currently on track to be completed somewhere this fall. Goff comes to Northwest after being a theater instructor and department chair at McMurray University in Abilene, Texas. And in his new role, Goff will be responsible for overall management on site as well as scheduling and performance season selection. Look forward to having Mr. Goff on the program at some point when he gets in, gets all settled, and gets close to the opening of what they hope will be that performing arts center somewhere in the fall. Basketball back for both men and women for Northwest tonight. Lady Rangers are coming off of a home win over East Central on Monday. They won that game 83-69. I had the pleasure of being there and calling that game on the stream at nwccrangers.com and on Facebook Live. Colton Blakeney, the sophomore on sophomore night. She's from Taylorsville, Mississippi. 25 points, 24 rebounds. It was an unbelievable night for her. The win put Northwest at 10-7 and seven overall, 4-4 four and four inside the conference. They take on Hines tonight at 5.30. The game is in Utica, Mississippi, which is uh, near Jackson, part of Jackson in that area, kind of the southwest area of Jackson. 0-12 for Hines. 0-7 in the conference. Hopefully the Lady Rangers and Coach Howell can go down, grab another win, move to 11-7 and seven on the season, get above 500 inside the conference as well. Meanwhile, the Northwest men will be playing Hines in Senatobia. Rangers also beat East Central on Monday on the road to improve to 12-4 and on the season and 5-3 and in the conference. And now they're back at Howard Coliseum tonight to take on Hines. The Eagles are 4-11 and overall, 2-3 and inside the conference. Tip-off is at 6 in Senatobia. Tickets available at nwccrangers.com slash tickets. The broadcast coverage. Carried online at Ranger TV at nwccrangers.com slash watch and on Facebook Live. So the Lady Rangers in Utica taking on Heinz Community College women's basketball tonight at 530. And the Northwest men at home in Senatobia looking for your support. Get out there and help Coach Oakley and the guys try and get another win. Continue what's a good season for them happening right now. 
9.15 is our time. We are moving through another version of the Sycamore Bank Ranger Hour. And next, we're going to talk about the Sycamore Arts Council, an exhibit called Revive and bring a new guest into the program. So stay with us on today's Sycamore Bank Ranger Hour. What is a community bank? A community bank is locally owned and operated. A community bank tends to focus on the needs of the businesses, farms, and families where the bank's branches are located. Lending decisions are made by people living in the community and who understand those needs. Hi, I'm Mike Webb, President and COO at Sycamore Bank. Our bank was created for this reason, and we have proudly served North Mississippi communities for over 120 years. We have everything you want and need in a bank. Check us out. See the difference. Sycamore Bank. Come grow with us. Equal housing lender. Member FDI. This hour is everything Northwest. Your connection to Northwest Community College and powered by Sycamore Bank. Thanks for joining us on the Sycamore Bank Ranger Hour. Join the conversation by texting 662-426-1093. You good people know around North Mississippi that Thursdays belong to Sycamore Bank and Northwest Community College. We call it the Sycamore Bank Ranger Hour, and we talk all things going on in the five-star city in and around the campus, whether it is in Cenotopia or the DeSoto campus, whatever campus we might be talking about. And today we're going to center on the arts in this portion of the program, an upcoming exhibit and more. Karen Brown is kind enough to join us on our program today with the Sycamore Arts Council. Karen, how are you? I am doing well. How about yourself? Fine. It's been great, you know, getting an opportunity you know off the air to kind of catch up and to talk and to see how you got to north mississippi and now your involvement with the arts council and working and getting ready to get back out thank goodness uh even though you know the pandemic is still stifling us a little bit that we're able to get out and do some things we're going to talk about that exhibit in a moment but i want to give you the opportunity to talk about the sycamore arts council and as you were talking with me off air still a lot of people in that Sinatobia Tate county area or north mississippi area may not know that it exists what can you tell us about the sycamore arts council well it began in 1983 uh, more of a presenting organization. Um, in fact, we still have, we have an honorary member, Catherine Gabbert, who's a beloved member of our community. She was one of the founders of Sycamore Arts, and she has an honorary lifetime membership with us. Sharon Williams, who's another, <laughs> another wonderful member of our board, um, she was one of the founding members. It started out, as I said, as a presenting organization. In the past, they brought the Russian Ballet to Tate County. Uh, they brought big bands in. But as, as technology came in and people were able to do more with their time, attending arts presentations wasn't at the top of their list, so to speak. Mm. So we started, we decided what we would do to still get the arts out there in the public was start arts education programs in our schools. So that's one of our mainstays. We still do art exhibits. We still do uh, uh, musical concerts. We work with Northwest a lot to, to present our musical programs. Um, but I would say probably 70% 
of our monies and our energies goes towards getting arts education into our schools. Talking with Karen Brown here on the program. And, you know, I was in Senatobia on Monday, and we've talked about this new facility, this new performing arts facility that Northwest is going to have on its campus. It is humongous. Uh, they, they're still trying to build, and hopefully that will bring some of those things back into Senatobia and Tate County oh, that yes. you're talking about along the way. Karen, that looks like it's going to be state-of-the-art, doesn't it? It does. It does. We're really excited about that. I mean, just the opportunity that it presents to the community, like you said, to bring in uh, arts programs of any kind. I mean, theater, music, uh, there's just, (laughs) it's just endless, the the thoughts that you can have about what can be presented there. In our discussion before, you know, getting on the air, we talked about this exhibit and its name, and its name is Revive. Can you uh, give the people that are listening why we came up with that name for this exhibit that's about to start? Well, it was sort of spur of the moment. Um, We were unable to exhibit for, oh, at least a year due to the pandemic. Um, And when uh, Luane House at Northwest called and said, look, you've got uh, February 2022 is open if you want to try and have another exhibit. We need a name. And it was just sort of spur of the moment because everybody was ready to be revived, to relive, to get out there and, and do stuff again. So... Therefore, the name revived, and uh, because it's February, its symbol is sort of the heart, and so it, it just sort of fell into place. I think it's supposed to be. What will we find at the exhibit? How many different uh, presenters and things, and what will we see in Revive? And this is going to go February the 1st through March 4th, is that correct? Correct, that's okay. correct. What will we see? Um, well, and just to mention real quickly, too, the open house is February 3rd. I believe that's a Thursday from 5 to 7. And Northwest always puts out a nice array of light refreshments. We're going to have music there. Uh, you can mingle with the artists. Um, it is a 2D and uh, 3D exhibit, which means that it's framed art that would hang on the wall, which is 2D. 3D is anything else <laughs> that falls into the art category. And... Uh, We've got artists coming in, I think, from three different states at this point. We still have a couple of registrations out there, so we don't have a final count yet. But it's everything from uh, your typical watercolor or uh, oil to uh, live-edge cedar bench. So there's quite an array to look at. and to and It's actually an, it's an artistic experience for anybody that walks in. It really is. I'm always impressed by the different things and and what people can do, right? Just with anything. I don't care if if it's you draw, and I've talked on this program with other people around the arts. My seven-year-old little boy loves drawing, and if he can look at anything, he's pretty good at at doing that. And then I've watched other family members. You mentioned that, the, the cedar and the work with wood, and watching my grandfather, who was so talented, at that, but never put it into something like this for people to see and enjoy. He may have built something for people. I'm just amazed at the artistic people that are in North Mississippi. We are too. We 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 moved from Atlanta over here, and uh, it only took about six to nine months, you know, to get settled in a little bit, and then to be exposed to Sycamore Arts and to see to recognize the talent of the artists and the craftspeople in this whole area. 
Um, it, it's, it's quite something to tap into. And that's part of our reasoning for trying to keep arts in our schools is to keep that going. Um, the arts means so much to humanity. It really does. It, it's, it's a gentle side of our humanity. And we got to keep it alive. So that's what we're trying to do, really, through this exhibit and through our arts education programs. And, of course, we're talking about the Sycamore Arts Councils. I do want to ask you kind of a, a personal question here. What got your passion into art? And, and are you an artist? And are there some of the things that you have done uh, in, in the past that people, you know, need to know about? Well, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if they need to know a lot or, or if they're really interested. But um, no, I, I am not an artist. I wish I, I, wish I was. Um, I enjoy photography. I just fool around with it a little bit. It's not anything. It's just for personal pleasure. I, 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 years and years ago, a uh, hundred years ago, I was a dancer. I uh, did ballet. And uh, so that was my artistic talent. And... Uh, but I, I don't know. I think um, there was a dear, a very dear lady that lived here that first introduced me to Sycamore Arts, and she was quite a fiber artist, um, Elizabeth Lewis, and a lot of people are going to recognize that name. And she, um, she was a true Southern lady, and she, uh, she just asked me one time if I'd be interested in supporting arts programs in our area, and I said, well, yeah, that, you know, that sounds interesting. And uh, one thing just led to another. So I always tell everybody it's her fault that, <laughs> that I've been doing this for all these years. <laughs> well, Karen, Karen and, and going through and coming back to the city, you know, where I, I grew up and walked those streets while my mom was working near the courthouse and I went in and around downtown all the time. I like the mural. I like things, seeing the things that downtown and Sycamore Arts had something to do with that in the Pocket Park as well, right? We did, actually. Uh, we sponsored that and uh, worked with the, uh, the city and the historical society to get their uh, perception of what they wanted up there. And I think they did a wonderful job. I mean, it just really blends into where we are now. But we were very pleased, very happy to be able to do that. We've uh, done a couple of other murals. We've got two small murals out at the uh, sports complex, and uh, we did the mural that's uh, in Coldwater also. That was our first mural. Awesome. And that was... That was actually by um, uh, our high school, Senatobia High School art instructor, um, Lee Nelson. He was able to do that for us. I know there's several events and different things, and, and my friends, you can go to their website, sycamorearts.com. But for those that are out there and in the Senatobia, Tate County area, wherever it might be that might want to get involved with the Arts Council, is there a way that they can get in touch with someone? What's the best way to go about that? I guess the best thing to do is to go to the website. No, the easiest thing to do is go to our Facebook page, um, just Sycamore Arts, and uh, it may say Sycamore Arts Council. There's two of them out there. I don't know how the other one got out there, <laughs> and Facebook Facebook won't let me take it off. Right. <laughs> uh, but we're the one that has more than 500 uh, followers, um, and uh, that's got a lot of information on it, and you can actually send us a message through Facebook, and we would... We would love to have anybody that's interested in the arts. It's not something that you have to do to attend meetings. That's left to the board. So it's not like you have to attend meetings. But your money simply goes to support the arts in Tate County. Um, all the money that we raise goes right back into Tate County. 
for projects, for programs. We work with uh, the Tate County Economic Development Foundation, and I mentioned we work very closely with Northwest Community College, with uh, Main Street, um, and a lot of other civic and, and social organizations we donate and work with. We put art in the convalescent homes. Um, we donate to Bedour Center. We've got we've got a pretty large footprint for such a, a small, compact organization, and we're really proud of, of what we do, trying to help make uh, make Tate County and Senatobia better. Sounds like you're doing a good job. The Northwest Gallery that will start on February the first, run through March the fourth. Revive the art exhibit. Thanks for talking with us about the Arts Council, a little bit about Revive and giving us some information. Good luck in keeping uh, those of us in North Mississippi in the arts and doing the work that you do. Thanks for the time today. Well, thank you. We sure appreciate it. More of our program, the Sycamore Bank Ranger Hour, comes up next. Everything Northwest, your connection to Northwest Community College and powered by Sycamore Bank. Thanks for joining us on the Sycamore Bank Ranger Hour. Join the conversation by texting 662-426-1093. And we thank our new friend Karen Brown for being on the program, Sycamore Arts Council. If you're in the Sinatobia Tate County area and you want to be involved, it is the Sycamore Arts Council and then... The Exhibit Revive will be there with all kinds of things for you to go see on the Northwest Campus at the Gallery, February 1st. Here we are Thursday, January 27, 2022, and it's time to talk about more national championships at Northwest Community College. Brandon Casey, Skyler Casey, they are the cheer coaches there at Northwest Community College. Brandon has been on before on the program. Brandon, how are you this morning? I'm doing great. Thanks for having us. Absolutely, Skyler. Good morning to you and welcome to the show. Thank you for having us. Absolutely. Let's let's look. I mean, come on. You guys come in and all you do is win national titles. I mean, you're putting a lot of pressure on all the rest of the coaches and teams in and around Northwest because all you guys really do is win, right? I mean, it's like natty here and a natty there. I mean, Brandon, come on. It's been uh, been kind of easy for you guys, jokingly, the radio host says. <laughs> yeah, uh, yes, sir. Yeah, it's been, I mean, it's been pretty awesome uh for us to be able to go our i mean last year uh, was our first year and win both divisions that we were in and then to be able to go back this year there was a lot more teams that showed up this year um do it to be by like, getting back to a normal year a lot more teams were back were back um and it was it was a lot it was it was tough um and i mean going against universities and things like that so i mean it was it was a tough road but i mean they made it look easy for sure Skyler, lead us through because they do it last year and as he says then all of a sudden there are more teams and whatnot. Lead us through practicing and the and the grueling hours and what you guys were able to get out of your team. So um, we practice all year long, and then once our students are released for their winter break, we keep our cheerleaders on campus. So they're the only people on campus with us, and they're practicing every day from 10 to 6 with the lunch break. I'm glad you mentioned that because we've had the basketball coaches on, right, and they play – 
and it went from December the 6th until January the 6th without even seeing a basketball player. And so I find it interesting that you are, are able to do that. Is that because more of yours may be closer to campus, you know, than, than, than some of the some of the other athletes that may have a chance to, you know, whether they live an hour or wherever more it is to go, are, are you guys more compact, and whoever wants to answer this, with where your, you know, uh, team members come from? So we have a lot of, I mean, it's, it's, a lot of people are close, but the biggest, biggest reason for staying is um, that our Nationals was in, like, was in what January fifteenth was the date, right? So I mean, it's just it's a lot of work. So if we didn't come back until school came back, and it's like January fifth or sixth, then we'd be in a we'd be in a world of hurt. <laughs> so we, we're doing a lot of that work, um, doing two a days during that Christmas break. What are the areas that you guys participated in? Can you because I can read the names and some scores and. I'm not going to understand, and some of the people won't as well. Whoever wants to describe the different categories and what that means and then how you won those national championships. So we are in the open small co-ed division, um, which basically means all the D3 schools and the junior colleges and the D2 schools. Um, So it kind of is a bigger division than typical because there's three division of schools that can be put into our category. Um, whereas, like, for small COA D1A, those are simply only D1A schools. Um, so it is a little tougher for us. And then our game day division is open large co-ed, which is... Again, is D two, D three, and junior colleges all mixed into one division. Gotcha, guys. I would imagine that the, the the cheerleaders, the guys that you have, have been not only throughout their own high school teams, but then have competed maybe nationally on some other you know cheer teams and have had some of this experience before. Is that true, or for some of them, is this the first time they go and do something like this? So. So it's about half and half. A uh, couple, of, like several of them, have come in uh, with like high school, like um, national um, experience, and then several of them, like their their high school, either didn't compete or they didn't go to nationals. They might have competed like locally. Um, so I mean, it's about half and half. And then for, I mean, for several of them, I mean, it's their first time ever going to Orlando and competing there. So I mean, it's we're having to juggle that um, as well because it's a, it's a it's an overload of emotions and experiences while you're down there in, at Disney and all the stresses that involve with like going with competing and everything. Brandon and Skylar Casey are on with us, cheer coaches at Northwest Community College. I've seen, obviously, um, on, on ESPN and other, other television outlets some of these competitions before, and you watch and you see and, you, and you're trying to keep up with everything. I don't know how a judge does it. So tell me what they are judging you guys on, whoever wants to answer this question, and, and how that score comes about. What are they looking for with your performance in that competition? So there are different judges on the panel for different sections. Like there will be a stunt judge. There will be a, um, they call it a toss, but it's basket um, judge. There's also a tumbling judge and a pyramid judge. Are, um, the stunts and the and the pyramid judge are both combined into one, which is a building judge. Um, with those sections, we are, and there's also a cheer judge, because we have a cheer in the middle of our routine. Um, with those sections, they're uh, 
judging us on technique and execution um, and then also difficulty. So how hard the skill was and then also compared to how many people on the, there are on the floor and how many people are doing the skill that are on the floor um, actually participating in the skill. So our routine is set pretty good for a score sheet. Um, we just had to get our kids to go out there and execute their routine the way that they knew how to do. And is it based on a scale of 100? Is that it? Because I'm looking at, at totals of 94.9 in the story in the finals and, and, and a 91.9 in the final event. What What is the scoring range there? Am, am I close? I know, yes, I, 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 I know I sound like I don't know what that means. <laughs> oh, yes, sir. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's confusing if, if, if people haven't had to go through it before. So, yes, it, it is a out of 100. Um, and like, like Scott said, how you have this certain amount of points for the cheer, certain amount of points for your stunts and your tumbling and your pyramids and things like that. But it, does, it, it gets broken down. Um, but it is out of 100, yes, sir. I got you. All right, one of the other things that I've seen in the story is, you know, when you guys went down and won the Nationals last year, you didn't have very many of those participants back with you this season. Didn't make any excuses. Brought in some new guys and gals and went back down there and did it again. Talk about that challenge, whoever would like to. So, yes, sir. Yeah, that was a, um, definitely something that we can't really hang our hat on like, as an excuse. Uh, so we, we had to, I mean, just had to keep going and get, get to work with all the new people that we had. Um, and really just from the moment we had trials, we started working working on we worked on our game day stuff for football games and basketball games but then right after we got through doing all the things we started working on our skills for nationals um and i mean the group of freshmen that came in are i mean they're a talented group and they worked hard and there was definitely some bumps and bruises trying to catch everybody up to where we needed to be but it was i mean they did a lot of work um as incoming freshmen and that's the challenge that we go against is we're going against universities that have guys that have been cheering for four or five years and then in college, and then we get we have freshmen and sophomores and maybe a couple third years sprinkled in. Um, so it's, a, it's a, a challenge to definitely get as many new people each year up to the level that we need them at. But they did a great job this year doing it and trusting the process for sure. Absolutely. It sounds like it. So final thing uh, for moms and dads or, I don't know, maybe there's some some people out and about that might be at Northwest or high school students that might be listening to our program. Uh, When are tryouts and and when will we do that this season or how may they get in touch with either one of you about being a part of Northwest Cheer? Okay, so our tryouts are going to be the weekend of April 30th through May 1st, um, and any time someone would like to get in touch with us, if they just want to message us through our social media, um, which is at NWCC Cheer, um, they can do that. That way we know what's going on. Um, it's just easier for us to keep it, keep up with it that way, and it's also easier for moms, dads, and athletes because they can follow our social media to see when our posts are for clinics. Um, we do recruitment clinics ahead of time before our tryout just so we can get faces and to see who's coming. Um, just so we have a little familiar familiar faces knowing what's going to happen at tryout. Sure. Do, do they have to have a prepared something that they will do for you guys? Or do you surprise them at some point and say, hey, we're going to do this? How does that work? So at the clinics, they'll learn some of the material that we do throughout the year, like our fight song, mm-hmm. and then the uh, like a couple band dance songs that we do. 
Um, they'll learn those at the clinics, and um, sometimes we'll throw in some we'll throw in some changes in there, like well, oh, we want to see this or we want to see that. But for the most part, it's already pretty much planned out. Um, biggest thing is them coming to clinics and open gyms for them to get their stunt groups together because that's that's tough. Because I mean, we've, we the groups the cheerleaders that have been on our team all year long have been stunt with each other all year, and we have incoming freshmen that have to just kind of be plugged into a group. So then that's kind of the biggest struggle for, for most people is just being able to get into a stunt group and like get some reps in um, for tryouts. And Skyler, I guess now that you mentioned that, that makes a lot of sense. There could be some girls that were just on all girl squads at their high school and has never done anything like this uh, with with a male partner and, and doing those kinds of things. I, I would have guessed that is a learning curve for some. Yes, it definitely is. So we... um sometimes do switch people around so we do have all girl on our team and we also have co-ed um and sometimes if a, if someone comes in and they want to be an all-girl flyer we will switch her to being a co-ed gotcha but um vice and it's also vice versa some people come in on co-ed and we'll tell them hey your better chances are to be an all-girl all so go ahead and move on over there um so that's why we definitely like them to come into our clinic so we can help prepare them for success for our tryouts. Makes a lot of sense. Brandon, I joked with you last time that there was no pressure, that you had to go back and do it again. You've done it. I'm not going to I'm not gonna do it again, right? I mean, we can't. Hey, I, go ahead. Go ahead. Let's go ahead and do it again. We, hey, we did it last year. We got to do it again. Okay, okay. No pressure. pressure no pressure. But you got to go back and defend again. Here's the thing, right? More people were down there to compete against this year, do you guys expect that that's going to grow and you'll have even more teams when you go back to Orlando and win another Natty, huh? I think it, I mean, it'll, probably, it'll stay the same or go up. Yeah, it, it, I don't think it'll go back down ever. I think it'll be right around the number it's at or it'll it'll increase by a few teams. Uh, it's usually, I think it's, we've had 13 teams. I think it'll end up possibly going to 15 to 20 at the most, I think. I tell you what, I'll make a phone call to the AD and say we need a brand new trophy case, all for national cheerleading championships, because they're going to be year after year after year, you guys are going to bring them home. How about that? Yes, yes sir, that'll work. <laughs> Brandon and Skyler, thanks for being on our program. Good luck to you guys. Thank you very much. There they are, cheer coaches at Northwest Community College, Brandon and Skyler Casey. All right, Mr. Oaks, I've put you on notice. Next time I You'll have to fuss at me a little bit. Great job by the cheer squads getting yet more national championship hardware on the Northwest campus. I got to take a little break. Come back and we'll finish up the program, the Sycamore Bank Ranger Hour. talking rangers this hour thanks for joining us for the sycamore bank ranger hour it's a special conversation about northwest community college there's a campus near you and more to come and you can join the conversation by texting 662-426-1093 time to finish up today's sycamore bank ranger hour thanks to brandon and skylar casey another national championship in cheer all that information, as they said, you can go to all the social media sites 
Keep up with what's going on as well. NWCC cheer on Twitter and more to find out anything. Tryouts coming up in April. Uh, coming up next, Middays with Gerard will happen. That will go from 10 until 1. Since it is Thursday, you get in a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar. And today, an interview with legendary Texas country singer Pat Green. Steve Azar, presented by visitmississippi.org. You can hear each Thursday and Friday right here on this Super Talk station. Also available everywhere you listen to podcasts. By the way, everywhere you listen to podcasts, you'll have this program as well. I'll send it off right after the show. I promise. And we will get that up for you as well. So anything you want to know about Northwest, you can go find uh, in the podcast world as well with the Sycamore Bank Ranger Hour. We'll have another good program opening up February for you next week about NWCC. So once we get past uh, Steve Azar today, you know, two to three is Rebecca Turner and her show, followed by our sports talk Mississippi guys from three until six. I'm sure they will be talking about Ole Miss basketball uh, lost last night at home to Arkansas women's basketball team nationally televised game against number one South Carolina tonight. Number 24 Ole Miss number one South Carolina. That's a 530 ish kind of start I think on the big ESPN channel. So uh, there is that Mississippi State has sports going on that those guys will discuss as well and tomorrow on our program we'll get back into the studio jake thompson's going to come in with me kind of recap a little bit of all kinds of sports of course he's with the Ole Miss spirit so we will be talking uh, Ole Miss athletics but we'll get into other things nfl football stuff that i'm sure i want to discuss and maybe you want to hear on a friday as well with the playoffs coming in there's so many things happening and we'll get to that on tomorrow's program one final look at what this day is going to look like before i get out of the studio uh we're going near 50 today right now 34 35 degrees but somewhere around one or two o'clock you may have a 50 degree day happening radar had some precipitation early now not much happening at all although if you are driving up i-55 say between uh, well enid lake if you're at that exit right now there's something dropping on you very light uh, but there's a little bit. Looks like we could have maybe a little bit of that somewhere along the way. But a mostly sunny day. 32 the overnight low tonight. Tomorrow's high 42. Get ready for the upper teens. Clear skies Saturday morning. That's got us covered, right? We have done those things for you and put on another program. Thanks for Northwest Community College and Sycamore Bank for helping us on a Thursday. Providing us with Karen Brown of the Sycamore Arts Council. Great guest teaching us about that, what they do in the Senatobia Tate County area, whether it's education, uh, the things that we have seen uh, with the mural on, on downtown and Main Street and working and doing things in not just Senatobia, maybe Coldwater, doing some other areas as thing is uh, in that area with arts. And then the upcoming exhibit, Revive, that will start February 1st at the NWCC Gallery and run into March. And then from Brandon and Skyler Casey, the cheer coaches at Northwest, we want to thank them for being a part of our program as well and helping us put together another show. Tomorrow, North Mississippi Spotlight returns. I hope you will as well. And remember, you can always text us, 662-426-1093, 662-426-1093. That's the number to text. Facebook page is there. I'm on Twitter at GDARB65. You know all the ways to be around the show, and I hope you're with us again tomorrow. Stay with Super Talk and its home 93.7 for the rest of the day. So long.